0: Welcome to Origin Gates daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Grant Mahoney and today I want to talk about the man of war. Many, many years ago when um, I started basically ministering or preaching or whatever you want to call it. I remember we were down in a, um, in a conference in um, a small town called Martin in New Zealand. And i had been spending some time with the Lord and I was just wondering what he wanted me to talk about. And um, I actually got this message on the man of war as God is a man of war. And it was this for me was quite a pivotal message in my life and my walk because it literally caused us to stop doing spiritual warfare. And um, our lives changed radically because of this message and because of the understanding that I received about God as himself being the man of war. And what actually happened was, um, I was wanting to do a conference in New Zealand called the Voice of the Nation, and I approached some of the local ministers because I wanted to be all New Zealanders. And pretty much most of them turned me down. And I was a bit shocked at that because I wanted it to be something special for our country. And anyway, being uh, visionary, I guess, because it always shows me a lot of stuff, It never left me, but I gave the thing back to God. And I was just one day just, you know, sitting with the Lord and speaking to him. And he started to speak to me about himself. And he started to talk about war and warmongering. And when you look at what warmongering means, it's very interesting. Warmongering is when you literally go out and you cause a war by your talk and your actions. You literally antagonize the enemy and make them angry so that they'll go to war with you. And i thought of this for quite some time about what warmongering was and I, I started to see in my life as a believer and in lots of believers lives that's what the enemy would do with us he would taunt us and sort of like push us around you know always throwing our shortcomings at us and putting them in our face and you know showing us our sin and and then we would get into self-pity and then that would eventually lead into defeat and so and that's what he always wanted. That's what the enemy wants. And so someone that's already defeated is no threat to the enemy. And so I got basically thinking, and I thought to myself, what if we as the saints of Yahweh, if we really knew who we were and who really our God was, and why don't we go on the offensive and start standing outside of the gates of the enemies and taunting them to come out and try and get it on with us? You know what I'm saying? And, and I know that maybe sounds arrogant, but... When I get into this, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And so I thought about this a lot because it was very interesting. And then Yahweh took me to a scripture in Exodus 15, verse um, one to 19. And, and I want to read from um, verse 15. It says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang the song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. He has chosen captains also or drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them, and they sank to the bottom like a stone. Now, this is a very, very interesting verse because in Scripture it's one of the first characteristics of Yahweh's nature that's revealed. And, and it is the fact that he is a man of war. And, and in verse um, three, as I said, it, it states this very loudly. It says, um, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now, when you look at this verse, it can present some real, um, I don't know what the word is, I guess, theological issues, because it glorifies Yahweh as a warrior. It praises him for being a man of war. And you know what about this good god that we serve i mean you know this a good god that we're comfortable with is this really what we want to teach our kids about the lord you know and and i mean today if i look at today's society and today's church you know many people would like to believe in a softer god a god that's all loving and all compassionate and and all this you know all the good side we don't want to see the bad side of god and so but yeah we see a different side of yahweh and 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 the same God that says I never change. So, if God doesn't change, then He's still a man of war. And so, aside from the the theological issues, there, there's another issue with this verse, and there's an internal contradiction in this text. Basically, you know, in the Hebrew, has many names, and one and and, and Yahweh has many names in the Hebrew, and one of those names is the Tetragrammaton, which is Yod Hey Vav Hey, and it, and it can be translated sometimes as a Shem, and this is the name of God that appears here, and according to the Hebraic understanding, this particular name of Yahweh is is associated with his attribute of mercy. And so it's quite interesting because how does a verse, this verse, God is a man of war, his name is merciful, you know. But Yahweh describe him as a warrior, but yet he's merciful. And so there, there are many images that come to your mind when you read Exodus 15, uh, but merciful is not one of them, you know. yeah, he's a warrior who inflicts incredible pain upon his enemies, and the Pharaoh and the Egyptian army, and then, you know, he just destroys all of them. So why does the Bible call him merciful? And if we read this verse um, like this, it really changes. Even though God is a man of war, nevertheless, his name is merciful. And so we need to understand that Sometimes his acts of war on your and my behalf literally enable us as his children not to just exist and have our being here, but to literally prosper in our life by removing the thorns from the vineyard, since those who are wicked destroy the world. And this is what Yahweh does. And so I want to present this, that God is merciful precisely because he is a man of war. And you you see, when there's evil in the world, like we see right now, the most merciful thing that Yahweh can do is remove that evil. And so Yahweh, the warrior, does not contradict the loving and compassionate God that we know. And this verse teaches that God is merciful because he visits his wrath upon evil and he protects the innocent. And so, you know, the idea of waging war upon the enemy is sometimes the most merciful way to act. And, And it doesn't just apply to God, it applies to humanity as well. And there's just so many amazing things. And so when you continue reading that thing, that, that scripture, this is the message of the man of war. God must sometimes be a warrior. And and look at you. Yeah, it says, your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You set forth your wrath that consumed them like stubble. And so... This is the God that we serve. This is my father whose right right hand has become glorious in power. And he's dashed the enemy in pieces. You know, this was not just a once-off occurrence. God does not change. And if he did this for Israel, he's going to do it for you and me who he loves so much. You know, And I'm not speaking about God coming to kill people that are giving you trouble or messing with your hair and causing you grief or your obnoxious neighbor or someone, something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking in the spirit realm. And what you need to understand is that in in this verse that I've just read, Egypt represented a demonic kingdom that had enslaved the children of God. But not only had it enslaved them, it had influenced them to the point that they served false gods and became immoral and corrupt. And isn't that an example of the world that we're in today? Doesn't that sound like a little bit of what we are facing today? How much immorality and corruption is in the church even today? And so I really want to encourage you that Yahweh is a warrior, Who's seated and he's ready to do battle for you and me. And I remember being so involved in spiritual warfare and I'd quote all the scriptures that we quote as, as, you know, as spiritual warriors, especially that one, the battle is the Lord's, but the victory is mine. Then why did we fight if the battle was the Lord's? You know what I'm saying? And, and in verse 7 it says, And in the greatness of your excellence you have overthrown thrown those who rose against you. And the wonderful thing about God is in the greatness of your excellence. In other words, he's a skillful and expert warrior. He knows how to marshal the hosts of heaven. He knows how to set his battle plan in array. And He is a mighty and terrible warrior. And he can shake the heavens by his voice and mountain, make the mountains quake before him. You know, Psalm 24, verse 8 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. So Yahweh is, is a victorious and prevailing warrior. So why do we fight when God is there to do it for us? And, and this changed my entire perspective. In Isaiah 42, 13 to 14, The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He shall stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. I've held my peace a long time. I've been still and restrained myself. Now I will cry like a woman in labor. I will pant and gasp at once. I will lay waste the mountains and the hills and dry up all their vegetation. I'll make the rivers, coastlands, and I'll dry up the pools. And so it's clear to me from these scriptures that I read that this Father, our God that we serve, is a man of war. And, and, and he likes to go to war. And he's passionate about you and me as, as his children. And he's ready to back us. And when I understood that about God, I stopped doing spiritual warfare. And and it doesn't mean stuff didn't happen, but when stuff happened, I turned to my father and I said, Father, look at what is going on. Please go to war on my behalf. And ever since we've done this, Sam and I have lived in the most victory we've ever lived in. We've never had backlash anymore and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know how many of you that are listening to this have maybe been tormented by the enemy and been ravaged and raped and pillaged and had stuff stolen from you and all this kind of stuff. How many of us are walking with our heads down and we're defeated? Well, look what he says in in verse 15. He says he will lay waste the mountains and the hill. Who's going to do that? Yahweh is. And mountains and hills speak of governmental systems. He will dry up the vegetation. In other words, the enemy's plans aren't going to have any fruit in your life anymore. He will make rivers, coastlands. I will dry up the pools. So that which was feeding and providing nourishment to the enemy will come dry. In other words, he's not going to have any more ammunition against us. And this is the wonderful thing when you use Yahweh as the man of war, when you invoke him as the man of war. That's what he does. And anyway, I I taught on this and it it just was incredible. And at this particular conference, I'd finished teaching on Yahweh as a man of war. And we did a like, uh, I don't know, we just said, is anyone here need any prayer? And these people came up and there was one lady and and I mean it was there were a lot of people there must have been 50 60 people standing and I saw this old lady waiting at the back of the queue and she must have been in her late 70s and as we were working through everyone she was waiting waiting and it must have been about an hour maybe an hour and a half later she was just sitting in the front and and then she got up and it was she was the last person and she came to me and she said Grant I don't want to take your time I'm You, I can see you really tired and whatever I said hey I'm up here what can I do for you and then she just looked at me and, and suddenly it was like God himself stood inside me and I felt his anger burning and she didn't say a single word and I just took her hands and I said will you allow God to go to war on your behalf today? I said because he is very very angry and she looked like her eyes went big and I said, no, no, he's not angry with you. He's angry with how the enemy has ravaged you throughout your life. And today's the day it ends. And she said, yes, I give him permission. And it was like God stepped out of me and stepped into her. And she was set free. And she then shared her story with us. I mean, she just started to weep and dance and cry and laugh and all this kind of stuff. And she said, you know, I've been to so many people to pray for me. I've been done so many different courses on deliverance. And she began to share how she was um, her father and mother were Satanists. And um, she was used as a breeder, which in other words, she would have babies and then they would sacrifice them. She was raped and all kinds of horrible things. I'm not going to go into all the stuff, the worst stuff you can possibly imagine. And she had sat with us her whole life just wanting to be free. And that day she was free. And Yahweh freed her, you know, and and because he was the man of war, because she allowed him to just destroy the enemy on her behalf. And she never had to do anything again. And she and she lived an amazing life after that because she was set free. And I just want to encourage you, if you're in a place right now where you don't know which way to turn, you've tried everything. Maybe there's one last thing to try. Try God, try Yahweh, try your father and say, Father, I need the man of war. Please, will you go to battle on my behalf? And it's just amazing. You know, in in verse 9 of Exodus 15, it says, The enemy said, I will pursue, I'll overtake, I'll divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. And I know that he's saying that to many of us right now. And my question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to allow him to uh, overuse? Are you going to allow him to pursue you, to overtake you, to divide the spoil, to draw his sword on you, to allow his hand to destroy you? Well, my answer is no, because I'm in a call in Yahweh, who is my warrior. And he loves going to war on our behalf. And so I really want to encourage you, go and read those scriptures, have a look at it, and begin to engage God as the man of war. And it's because he loves us that he goes to war. So I want to bless you. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you have an amazing week blessings.